Hello and welcome back to another beautiful edition of Joy and Pain. I want to apologize for another long hiatus. It was a weird month, had horrible timing, just as most things are, unfortunately. <laughs> the way life is, uh, had a little run in with the Rona just in time for my birthday, but we're all good now. Everybody's healthy doing their due diligence so we're good now move past it keep on trucking missed a lot since then so we got a lot to cover we had some juicy juicy nfl free agent frenzy and we're in the mock draft season so we're gonna we're gonna dive right in to that and uh and then we can all rejoice that baseball is back baby yep very happy that baseball is back Oh yeah, football is almost here, and but no, very very exciting times now. Yeah, we're we middle of March Madness. We got a lot going on, but we're gonna keep it. Uh, since we missed a hefty amount of the free agency, we didn't get the covers for NFL. We're gonna get that for you guys, and then we're gonna shift on over to our baseball and start our preview and just talk all things baseball after that. So gear up and let's get ready. So. uh Chris, let's uh, dive right into this NFL free agent frenzy. That was kind of a fun day. I honestly feel like the past couple of years, at least maybe it's more of the timing of it, um, the NFL offseason has been a lot more of a hot stove than the MLB offseason. Because I feel like the MLB, they kind yeah. of wait. It's a, it's a bigger wait, and then all of a sudden guys start getting signed or re-signed or traded. But the NFL, it's like once it – once it like starts, even right before it starts, you're like you're already hearing rumors and the legal tampering. So it's like it gets pretty action packed immediately in those like first couple of days. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. Yeah. Baseball is yeah. It's like a waiting game. You know, they, teams wait for like other teams to do something, then they they act on that. So, uh, uh, yeah, football's yeah, right out the gate. They just start signing people. So. That's, that's really exciting. I like the way football does that. Oh, yeah. It, it makes the off season. We know the football is the longest off season. We always, we're always like, once it's over, like, ah, I can't wait for football to come back, even though this past year kind of drained my soul as a Steeler fan. <laughs> but uh, that's whatever. Who cares about me complaining? Uh, <laughs> but uh, they always give you – the NFL off season is still pretty fun to an extent because of the free agency then you have the draft and all that talk and and then training and sooner or later training camp comes around and there's always there's always something to talk about the nfl good bad and ugly yep uh but we had a lot of and, and even with the the cap the salary cap that lowered because of the covid uh season so they had to lower it um, rightfully so. So there was going to be a lot of cap casualties and veteran guys being cut and a lot of new faces on new teams, which is always fun and interesting, but also part of the business, kind of sad. So remember, kids, choose your jerseys wisely. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many. I got a buddy who's a Bears fan. He has like five, six jerseys. None of them are on the team anymore. No, yeah, like, you got to just get legacy guys at this point. Yeah, I think I only have a Darnold jersey. That's the only one I have that yeah, is currently that, on that's, the team. But he's, that's he's on the edge, flux, right? Now. So we'll see what happens with that, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, when it comes to the Jets and quarterbacks, you're better off just getting Namath at this point. Yeah. And yeah. wait until you can I, finally I get too. the guy. <laughs> Even though I think Darnold could be the guy, but, you know, the whole Adam Gaze thing kind of soiled that for the Jets. I mean, who knows? Well, that story's still written for Darnold, and I, I think he can be, even if he goes to a different team, I think he can be something. I'm not going to say he's like going to be this awesome franchise guy right away, but maybe in the right system with the right coaching and the right team, if all the stars align, maybe he can put something together, but we'll find out later. Yep. Speaking of the Jets, they're usually a pretty hefty free agent team, whether that works out for them or not. Most of the time it doesn't. Uh, they had some decent signings. I didn't think they overpaid for anybody. I don't know. What no. uh, What are your thoughts as our uh, resident Jet fan here? I like the the biggest sign, I think, was the signing of a Corey Davis, the receiver from uh, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, he's a decent receiver. I know yeah. like there's some uh, – 
people saying that he only was good because they had so many weapons out there in Tennessee. But I think he could be a solid number two receiver, you know, for like a security blanket, like uh, almost like Jameson Crowder was. Yeah. Either if it's for Darnold or if they draft Whoever a quarterback. Is, but yeah. yeah, he's a good weapon to have, and uh, I'm excited about that. Definitely, and I, Corey Davis always kind of got a bad rap. I mean, he's a top five or top ten first-round pick. He's got that talent, and he, he has shown that. He's just had to deal with some, like, quarterback issues in Tennessee until they finally got Tannehill, but they they really obviously are run heavy with Derrick Henry, but still Tannehill proved that passing game still pretty solid with the weapons they do have. And I think last year Corey Davis did have a really good bounce-back year um, and good timing for him because obviously his contract was up and – got himself a nice decent payday given the uh lower salary cap sitch and made the uh which made the market a little iffy for receivers and we'll kind of we'll get into that a little bit later with the likes of Juju and whatnot uh but I thought that was a solid yeah. signing for the Jets nothing too fancy uh can't really the expectations I wouldn't put too high but I think like you said he could be a solid number two he's a reliable guy Nothing too flashy. He didn't overpay for him. I think it was just a solid signing. Yeah, and I think he fits the system too because uh, the system is very quarterback friendly. So he'll be running some you know friendly routes, and I think he'll have a good year. For oh yeah. yeah, he's a good uh, yards after catch guy if I remember correctly. Yak is what we all like to yeah. call it. <laughs> uh, so even if it's short routes, he can make uh, make something happen, make some plays. Uh, there's still a lot. I mean, the Steelers lost quite a few guys, uh, solid defensive starters, which was expected because of the cap. Um, but good for them. I was happy that Bud Dupree got paid and he was going to play the for the Titans, which they desperately need any type of pass rush help. He's, I think as a team, they had like 18 or 19. And... T.J. Watt had 15 by himself last year, so it was like, <laughs> yeah, they need, especially yeah. in this pass-heavy league now, you need you need somebody to get to the quarterback. Yeah. And Bud is is that guy, and, uh, and he's also a pretty solid run defender too, so good for him. And he's coming off his ACL, so I was glad he still got paid, um, prove his worth, so hopefully he's healthy, and I'll, I'll be rooting for him down there. Mike Hilton, another guy the Steelers lost, cornerback uh, to the Bengals. I was not too uh, pleased about that but you know <laughs> good for him he got paid and, yep uh we'll see him twice a year now yep unfortunate for the Steelers but yeah it happens but we we re-signed our other guy because we had like so many of course like it timed out that when the cap got lowered we had like eight like good players that were up for free agents so it was like you're not gonna keep them all yeah but we we re-signed Cam Sutton which is a younger versatile guy that I'm okay with that they chose him over Mike Hill and not that I didn't want Mike Hill and I would have loved that both but sadly that is not the case we had some big we had some big spenders also uh, in free agency we had the Giants spending a lot of money yes. and the Patriots coming back and oh, yeah, you know, spending a lot of money Bill ain't messing around anymore. He was signing. That's what was funny. When it started, the free agent, free agent frenzy started. It felt like Bill, like the Patriots were just signing everyone. And yeah. no one else was making any moves. It literally, it felt like that, right? I felt like I was just like checking my phone every five minutes. And it was just like, Patriots signed this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. I was like, okay, Bill's stealing everybody. Yep. Yeah, they, they definitely took advantage of like the lower, the cap because uh, they they acted on this new salary cap where teams like aren't really spending as much, so they just acted upon it and they, they, they signed everybody essentially. Yeah, and they had room obviously, so they were they were able to just pounce and fill a a lot of much needed holes that they have. Yep. Especially on that offense. Yeah, they got uh, Hunter Henry. Who's the other? They got another tight end. Um, uh, yeah, they got. They're big on tight end, so. Uh, obviously, they were going to target the top two. Yeah, and I think they're going to try to run like a similar offense to the Ravens with Cam 
and that two yeah. the heavy tight end set. So I think they're going to run a lot, obviously, and then mix in some uh, some passing there because we know Cam kind of isn't the same anymore with his passing game. So keep it simple with the big tight end targets and just run heavy and, and u- utilize that play action. They also might try to replicate what they had with uh, Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez, you know, those big tight end packages. Just big guys that are tough to cover. Even if you want to double one or two, somebody else is going to be open, and it's just going to be a big pain for defenses to try to to cover that. We know Bill always has something up his sleeve, so we got to be – everybody's got to be careful. And I don't think he was too happy last year going 7-9 and and watching Brady win a – Super Bowl immediately with him and Gronk. No, yeah, but I, I think that was part of the plan, you know, to yep. have a losing season last year and just come back this year with yeah, a vengeance. Reload, and, just, and then, yeah. I like, honestly wouldn't be surprised if they won the division, even though I think the Bills are still the favorite and they're only getting better. But, like, would it really surprise you if they, out of nowhere, Bill gets the Patriots to just be one, an- another weird, different juggernaut? For at least no, for the it, year, and it's like, yep, not surprised. Nope, that that wouldn't surprise me at all. I could I could definitely see it happening. Um, oh, yeah. But I, I think the biggest thing for them is the the play of Cam Newton. If he could return to his you know former self before his performance last year, I think I think they'll have a good shot at winning the division. Be but yeah, yeah. But if he if he's kind of like so so like he was last year, I don't I don't know if he can put them over the top and bring them yeah, to that level. Yeah, I think they'll but be more we'll middle see. of the pack. I think they'll be a little bit better than last year. Where were they, 7-9? and nine. I think they'll probably maybe like flip that and be like a 9-7 and seven at best. Yep. Um, and they'll still make the yeah. playoffs, I, I think, just because of the expanded playoffs now, and now we have the extra game, which is big news. Forgot to mention that earlier. So we got the NFL announced the 17-game season, um, which is – Interesting. It's obviously all about the money. And I know I yep, feel like a definitely. lot of the players are not going to be a big fan of it just because this game is taxing and another game, regular season game, is not going to help that with these guys and their bodies. So we'll see how yep. that goes. And they'll probably have to expand rosters and eventually get another bye week. I know I think they're thinking about getting an 18-game season because I think they want to move the Super Bowl to right before President's Day, so then we finally get the everybody has the day off <laughs> after the Super Bowl. I think they're really vying for that, which is cool. Like, from a fan yep. perspective and the NFL business perspective, awesome. But the players, it's like, ah, uh, what? Yeah, I don't think they're <laughs> like, going to go for that. Yeah. So they'll have to work something out with that. I'm sure the CBAs and the youth player union, that whole thing is going to blow up in a little bit, but – for now, we get one extra game. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, but it's going to be interesting to see how, like, if injuries play a factor in it. You know, like, because I know uh, Goodell came out and said that the most inju- in- injuries occur in the preseason. And, like, there's no, like, science that proves that if they add an extra regular season game, they're going to get hurt. But Is it? Yeah. I, I mean, it's it, a It's lot. still an extra game. You're still playing, and there's still that risk of getting hurt. So That, and then we'll it's how that a plays regular out. season game, so it's you're going all out. And yeah. you might be playing within uh, injuries. You got guys that are playing through stuff, and that one extra game could put some guys over the edge or really hurt them. And we'll see. So I think I mean they're gonna have to expand rosters just so you get more depth because that's guys are gonna just you play more games, more likely more guys are gonna get hurt. And I I gotta think that you're gonna have to add another bye week just because this that was ridiculous or that it will be ridiculous. One is I, not enough. I agree. Yeah, especially if they had the, the the 18th game, too. Yeah, if they do they that, there's two no bye doubt weeks. they add the other bye week because that'll just yeah. be too much. There's no way yeah. anyone's going to survive a full season. No. Uh, so it's a good experiment, and we'll see we'll see how it plays out. Yeah. Now now teams get an extra home game, so you know more money's flowing around. So Yeah, that's we'll probably see. the main reason they're going to do it is just because yeah. – more money so that's the owners are always going to be on board for that the nfl is always going to be on board for that and i guess if they can convince the players and the union 
how they get more money involved there too, then it might work itself out, which I'm sure it will be just because there's going to be so much money already involved. And now with an extra game, more, yep. more flow. <laughs> Keep piling it on. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's head into this uh, mock draft realm as everybody's favorite. For the NFL, we were, we're heating up there. It was no, unfortunately, we had no combine this year due to the pandemic, but we had all the we still have all the pro days going, which is good because you, yep. these guys, the scouts and GMs and coaches, need to see these guys, interview them, see what they got. Yeah, no, the pro days. Yeah, it's not it's not the combine, but at least you get to see them, you know, doing stuff on the field, even though there's no contact you know no players around but still still good to see those prospects just out there work and, out. Uh, and the, the interviews really go a long way at least I, I at least for some teams they really heavily rely on the interviews to see how the these players would fit into their culture the locker room and schemes and all that the x's yeah. and o's stuff as well the other intangibles yeah, that you you could get from having a one-on-one with the with the guy But going off that, um, we saw two big trades happen uh, last week in yes. regards to the draft. We had the 49ers moving up to three and swapping with the Dolphins along with, I think it was like two other first-round picks. Yeah, Dolphins and are then, playing Madden. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> They're hoarding all these first-round picks. They're good for them. Yep. And it, it's all stemming from the Larry Tunsil trade. Yeah. They, they just keep flipping all those picks into first-round picks. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. pretty remarkable. I mean, good job for them. I mean, obviously we have to wait and see until they see what those picks turn out to be. Uh, but at least for now, it looks like they're winning these trades. I mean, I can't really say they're winning them because you don't know what the other teams got in return. Well, we do know what they got in return, but we get, we have to w- literally wait and see till stuff plays out. But, uh, yeah. I mean, hoarding first-round picks isn't – not necessarily a bad thing. It's, that, it's a very good thing. There's nothing like top top of the line uh, draft capital to, to keep around. Because that yeah, gives definitely. you flexibility for drafting guys, obviously. And then if you want to make more trades for getting a, an impact guy, an immediate impact guy. Now. Yeah. Uh, yeah definitely agree. Yeah, so, yeah, the, the, the 49ers moving up is interesting. Because they said they weren't going to get rid of Jimmy G. But do you think moving up that early, you're probably going to want to get a quarterback. But the top two guys are probably going to be gone before that. But that brings up the what are the Jets going to do. And I'm kind of curious to see what you, your thoughts on that are. But what what also are the Niners thinking? What what are Who are they eyeing that they wanted to get up to three? They want somebody, obviously, that they didn't think they were yeah. going to get wherever they originally were going to pick. Yeah, I think it's a quarterback, even though they did say they were going to keep Jimmy G. But I, I think they did say that they're happy with either one of the top three or four quarterbacks. So I think they're going to go that route. But what, what was interesting was I know that they had to call the Jets at two to see what their thoughts on trading down was because, you know, they have that relationship with uh, Salah, the new head coach. Oh, yeah, he's the – oh, yeah, that's um that's a good point, but – I don't think the Jets want to move. I think they want to hold tight at that two spot and see what they can get. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and, and I don't think you, you don't turn down three first-round picks if you don't know exactly who you want. You know yeah, what I mean? You de- that so means you're there's a plan tight. there. Yeah. So with that being said, I think, I think that pick has to be Zach Wilson at two for the Jets, which is unfortunate because – I wanted to keep Darnold and build around them, but I think now with the new regime, they want to, they want to bring in their own quarterback and and just, you know mold him. Try to develop him into the next yeah. guy, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, I can't you can't really blame him for that, and uh, I don't think it's a bad idea. But I, I think I agree with you. I think you could still Darnold's still young and raw enough that if he gets a nice restart, which it obviously seems like it's happening in. Jetland because of the new coach and new regime, like you said. So why not give this guy another shot, instill more confidence in him? Because clearly he that was shot because of Adam Gaze and that whole fiasco yeah. last year. So 
We'll see. And the Niners, I know shot Kyle Shanahan is a big fan. I forgot what he did it before with, but he likes – They, I think they definitely want to get a quarterback now, and they're going to have – that's why they want to get rid of Jimmy G is that he thinks Kyle Shanahan wants his, – his offense is complicated or he'd like to have a rookie sit underneath a guy for a year. Observe, kind of do the Alex Smith thing or the Aaron Rodgers thing and then maybe develop them later and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good strategy. And then also if you play Jimmy G this year, it increases his trade value. And then yeah, you if he just stays healthy and produces, you can flip him for something else that you need yeah. on your team. And then next year your guy, the guy, the quarterback you drafted is ready to go. Yep, yeah. I, I think that's a great strategy for them. But on, for the Jets, on the other hand, I don't think – I don't think you could keep Darnold and draft Wilson at the same time. I think no, you have to get rid of you have to not. clean cut, have to get rid of Darnold. Oh yeah, if you, if you bring in a new quarterback, because th- that wouldn't be a good situation. Yeah, the, the the Jets situation is very interesting because you have a guy like Darnold, which I think is still a guy they can try to build around, like you were saying, and and use him because he you spent a first a top first round pick on him. Only a few years ago, so why why give up on him so early? Because you had a, a crazy coach last year that kind of mostly was his fault. Yeah, obviously Donald can fix a, a litany of things, but with a young quarterback and the way quarterbacks are in this league now, it still comes down. Now, obviously they have to do their part. Like It's not just like, oh, Let's spoon feed and hold this guy's hand the whole time and hopefully just become something. But there's a good amount of development and scheme and coaching that will help make a quarterback better. And then the rest is on that dude's skill and the other intangibles that he has to put him over the top. I'm sure the Jets have other holes that they can fill with the number two pick because at this point they've pretty much can pick anybody they want besides Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. No, but if if they weren't picking a quarterback, I think they should they would go offensive line with uh, Sewell at two. I yeah, mean, there's a there's that, a good um, a great help tackle uh, class this year. It's a deep offensive tackle class. Which is nice. So yeah. for any teams that need that, aka the Steelers, um, <laughs> it bodes well for them. Uh, yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. It'll be interesting, th- right? Because it's. I think it's a pre- fairly un. For now, it's fairly unknown after the Jags pick. Who's going to be next? Yeah, yeah. It's definitely going to be an exciting draft. You have to see how all this shakes out, but. We'll see what happens. Oh yeah. Uh, do you have uh, a? Did uh, you make yourself a mock draft yet? I didn't, but I I've, I've just been looking at the uh, Mel Kiper one on ESPN. Classic. The hair. Yeah, he he has a bunch of trades happening and all that stuff. So oh it's, wow, it's, it's crazy. I think he has like four <laughs> of them out already. <laughs> the draft expert. Yeah, I mean that's. Yeah. This is his time of year. This is time to shine, where he just starts pumping them out. Him, McShay, Todd McShay, those two ESPN guys. You got everybody's got their mock drafts, and they got like four or five of them each, which is always fun. Yeah. And uh, we also had the Eagles traded up with the Dolphins, correct? Oh, oh yes, I forgot yeah, about that. I think they traded up too. to six, and then the Dolphins moved down to twelve. I think so. That was another big move. Yeah, that's another thing. Like, what are the Eagles' plans are? Because are they going to want to get one of these quarterbacks? I mean, are they sold on Jalen Hurts? Or what's their deal? I feel like there's a lot of question marks surrounding that franchise. Yeah, I think I heard that they wanted to try to get one of the top quarterbacks, but only they wanted only Zach Wilson. So it didn't make sense for them to move up because I think they know that the Jets are going to draft them. So the Jets, they, didn't go, yeah. they didn't go that high. They went to six. Damn. So we really think the Jets are going to go after Zach Wilson because I know Justin Fields had a solid day. Yep. At his pro day, that kind of brought his draft stock up. Whatever that 
really means at this point. I mean, they're just workouts, so, like, you can't really just, like, base everything. Obviously, you can't base everything on a workout, but oh. we always like to hype it up as the media. And I know Matt, what was his name, Mac Jones from Alabama. His He kind of yep. rose a little bit, He's so rising. he'll be an interesting guy to see. And then you have Trey Lance. As the North Dakota State guy, may, maybe the Eagles go after them again. But uh, I don't know if Eagle fans will be too excited about another North Dakota State quarterback <laughs> being drafted. <laughs> yep. Now, I, I think they go receiver there. Yeah, Either they're Smith dying or, uh, that. Yeah. They need weapons. If they keep Hurts, they need, they need to protect him and give him weapons to succeed. Because they, they, they really have nothing right now. Yeah, I, I don't see much on it on that offense they really struggle they have some pieces on defense but i think they, they also have, the eagles have been unlucky the past couple of years just with the injury bug they've really just gotten screwed i feel like more so than some other teams at key spots they've just lost guys and it's just they, they weren't able to overcome that so it, it really amplifies their their flaws and their blemishes yeah and they had some good teams too but yeah, oh, like yeah. I said, I mean, they, the injuries only hit a them. a few and... years off removed from winning a Super Bowl. And yep. they still had a decent amount of those guys left on that roster. But a lot of turnover change in, uh, in the NFL these days. Not easy to win. Nope. <laughs> uh, but uh, overall, uh, I'm excited for this, this drafting season. So, we'll see. It's going to be, I don't know, it's, a lot it's of interesting really cool storylines because yeah. of these. There's like a what solid four to five QB prospects that could be something, and we always know every year some team always needs a quarterback, yep. uh, and someone's always going to draft it early, and and what we'll see on that front, uh, these trades, teams moving up and down. I'm sure there'll be more on draft day. I wouldn't be surprised. Which always no, makes yeah, I mean, that fun yeah. and interesting, and uh, yep. NFL always keeps us entertained, even when there's no games. <laughs> yep, we're always talking about it. Oh yeah, constantly. You could pretty much just exclusively have an NFL show, <laughs> just <Yep>. like everybody <laughs> else. But enough of that. NFL free agency talk and the mock draft and all that. I'm sure there's still a little bit here. Well, you know what? Let me – I want to dive into the, the Juju signing real quick, yep. which I thought was pretty cool as a Steeler fan. And I, I'm a big fan of him. I know a lot of people, and it's mainly just the old – these old people that just can't get out of their cave. Uh, I can't stand <laughs> the tick – like, yeah, the TikToking's annoying, whatever. The the On the logos is bum and – and stupid, but if you think that was the reason the Steelers lost, you're an idiot, and end of discussion. That's it. Uh, all yeah. it comes down to is a conversation between him, Coach T, or the owner, and just be, or Art Rooney, and just be like, stop. That's it. We still love you. You still produce on the field. Just stop doing that. Save it for after the game when we win. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's all we're asking. He's obviously he was doing it all year, and it didn't matter when they were winning. But once you lose, that's a big deal, and then it becomes a storyline distraction, and then it and it explodes and snowball effect and so on. But he ends up re-signing with the Steelers, and I did not. That was surprising. I really didn't think he was going to come back just because I figured he was going to get a solid deal from somebody else. We weren't going to be able to afford him, and I guess he figured the grass isn't always greener. On the other side, because the Steelers organization is always, you can ask any player who's played there, even if they've left or they still are on the team or they're retired, whatever. They they treat you well there, and uh, you're more than just just an employee. Your family, they 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 can they're concerned about your well being and your family, and they they you're part of the. The culture there. It's not just like, uh, I'm showing up to work and that's it. So he, did, he pr- essentially took a pay cut. I, I would uh, essentially, not not really, but got him super cheap, one-year deal. And I, fi- I think he figures, I'll play one more year with the Steelers, with the quarterback I know, because Big Ben's coming back, system I know. 
if I have another solid produce year, then next year when the cap space goes up, whether I resign with the Steelers or someone else, I finally get my lucrative deal. Because you were seeing the receiver market really wasn't, guys weren't getting paid too much besides Galladay from the Giants. He got, I mean, he's a good player, but I think that was a little bit overpaid. But I think that's just the way it is now. Um, whenever yeah. a guy gets another contract, the the way the NFLPA and the union really set it up with the CBA is that whoever gets another contract, it's almost either going to be the record breaking one, or you're just gonna you're gonna get a nice chunk of change, which is good for these guys because nothing's guaranteed for them. Yep. Yeah. It's always good to get your money. You know, when you can, because you you never know what what could happen next. Especially in the NFL, because injuries yep. and the lifespan in the NFL really isn't that long. All right, yeah. so we'll, we'll we'll close it on that on the NFL talk. Let's uh, let's get right into the juice. We had opening day yesterday it was glorious. Yeah, it was beautiful exciting. to watch some baseball. Uh. A lot, a lot happened already. I mean, very exciting things. A lot of good storylines. We're going to give you a preview. We're going to start with our MLB preview with uh, with both East divisions, and we'll give you our predictions on those divisions and whatnot. And uh, let's go. Let's let's jump right off right into this baseball season. I was awesome, able to watch my Jays a little bit before I'd head into work yesterday. Beat them Yanks. <laughs> Nothing like getting an opening day dub, especially against the mighty Yanks. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I watched some of that game, too. Yeah, very exciting for the Blue Jays you know, to come out with that that win and extra innings. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I didn't. E- I forgot that the they kept the uh, runner on second in extra innings. Yes, I, I thought they, I thought they took that, that out. for now, yeah. Because I think yeah. the MLB wants to avoid, like, those, like, 15, 16-inning games. And I get it because it's like, how are you really going to keep all these fans interested if you're playing these uh, like two games in one, and got, and just like players, are, they're playing a hundred something games. I don't think they want to play one game that feels like two games <laughs> that oh, yeah. much. So I, I, I'm for now I'm on board. Some of it's a little shaky to me. Obviously, it's like if your team wins in extras because of that rule, you're gonna love it. But if you lose, you're gonna hate it. Um. And that's just yep. going to be different every time you're out there. Because I got, of course, uh, uh, yesterday when I was at work, one of my coworkers is a Yankee fan. He's like, oh, you guys got lucky. And I'm like, well, don't the Yankees have the same? It, you know, the rule yep. applies to them, too. You didn't score. Come on. Yep. <laughs> so get out of here. And immediately that shut him up. And he walked away. I was like, ha-ha, bye. <laughs> I was like, it's game one, dude. It's game yeah. one of Relax. 162. It's a long season, and the Jays and Yanks play each other plenty of amount of times being in the same division. So, yep. plenty of time to, to go after each other. Uh, uh, so but hey, before we dive get into to the this preview, AL- Oh, I'm sorry. Go keep going. I apologize. No, I was going to say we, we dive into the AL East, but go ahead. No. Yeah. No, I mean, I was going to say right before the season started, we had your guy Lindor gets his uh, – Gets his extension, his nice, hefty extension, which I thought was great. Good for him. Good for yep. the Mets. Good for the fans. Good for everybody. And then once I saw it, I was like, you know, how is this going to be bad? What 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 bad luck thing is going to happen to the Mets because of this happened? I just like I had a feeling. Sure enough, because that signing was late at night, so I go to bed knowing that happened. Then I wake up, immediately check. Mets Nationals postponed. Like, ah, there it is. <laughs> yep. There's the bad luck or he's starting. Thankfully, it wasn't their fault. You'd always expect it to be their fault. <laughs> but it was yeah. the Nationals having a COVID issue, which is going to happen, obviously, given the pandemic. Yeah. No, but, yeah, as a Mets fan, you always expect the worst. So <laughs> that, that happened. But hopefully uh, they could play tomorrow or Sunday because I don't know the national situation. I know they had, like, one more positive test. So. They might have to postpone the yeah, series. I, I but forget what their protocol is for how long, but obviously you can't really wait too long because it's supposed to be games like every day now because baseball. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm sure they'll work it out, fix it up. Because they they have been pretty good. I mean, all through spring training, there was what like maybe one or two cases out of yeah. like, however many players and coaches and staff and all that. So it's yeah. pretty remarkable. I mean, I, these these sports leagues have done a pretty damn good job with uh, controlling outbreaks. Maybe the NFL kind of didn't, but I'm kind I'm just salty because my team got screwed multiple times, but. <laughs> That's the past, and I'm, I don't want to get into that anymore. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let's go right back into the ALE. So, give me who's who's winning the division, who's finishing first, and is anybody else making the wild card? All right, I, I'm going to go bold here. Eddie, bold, I like uh, it. I'm going to say the Blue Jays are going to take the East. I'm going, wow. with, I'm going on the train. That's why I like Blue Jays train. <laughs> And um, I'd say the Yankees make the wild card. It's my right. bold prediction. Yeah, um, uh, I it, love it. I don't know if I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna be a little conservative because I don't want to <laughs> get my hopes too up. But I, I, I think it yeah. could, it could definitely happen. I'm not really sold on this Yankees team. I mean, offensively, yes, they're gonna be ridiculous. Um, but their yeah. pitching staff, just like the Blue Jays, at least the starting rotation, I don't know if I fully trust it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you got Cole, which is pretty. He's arguably the best guy out there, at least in the American League. Yeah. Uh, but after, yeah, but that, after that, it's what I mean. You got Kluber, who's great, but he's old and he's coming off an injury. You're still waiting on Sevy to return. We got yeah. uh, they got a uh, Tyone. Tyone, it was an if Jameson if Tyone, back. yeah. Who's a, yeah. if another guy coming off an injury? Um, they still have Domingo Herman, right? Yeah, or is I it a, so. another Herman? I, who's iffy. So it's like, I, yeah, their offense is going to carry them for a lot through games. But when you look at the Jays team too, it's it, they're almost built kind of the same. And I, I would argue the Jays bullpen is better as of right now than the Yanks, just because Chapman's I, I think a hurt a little bit. Yep. Uh, hey, granted, hey, we of I course agree. before the season starts, we sign. Kirby Yates, which I thought was a great signing, would be a closer. And he gets hurt spring training game. Tommy John after the season. So it's like, ah, okay, there goes our closer. But luckily the Jays have just been hoarding pitching and prospects and good guys that anybody can really fill in there for now. We'll see. Um, I'd like them to beef up that starting rotation so they can eat more innings so they don't kind of do what they did last year. Granted, that was a short season where – Ryu was doing great, and he was doing his job to start, but everybody else was kind of iffy, and then they'd go to the bullpen all the time, which was doing a great job. The bullpen was great, but after a while, they got tired. They were just being used so much that it kind of they kind of fell off a cliff a little bit near the end there. But uh, we'll see on that. Uh, I, I do like you picking the J, and I can definitely see that happening. I think for now, I'm going to pick the Yankees. I'll, I'll stick with the, the safe pick and have them win the division, but I, I think the Jays make the wild card at the very yeah. least. But I do, yeah. I, I can see them winning the division without being a biased fan here. Yeah. Uh, I, and it will be health. I think the health will be the biggest factor and then that iffy rotation. Maybe if if they stay healthy and then something like Rob, a guy like Robbie Ray returns the form a little bit or they Nate Pearson comes back from injury and he becomes the guy we all think and hope he's going to be, then the Jays will be a force to reckon with. Because I think that lineup is stacked top to bottom and they have depth there too. That At yep. the very least, this Jays team is going to be fun. Whether they yep. make the playoffs or not, this is going to be a very fun, exciting team. There are going to be some favorites in there for the media and whatnot. I think they're going to be like that darling team this yep. year. Um, yep. And I, I think I think this is the year Vladdy breaks out. I really hope so. Yep, yeah, I hope so too. Yeah, you got him on fantasy, yeah. man. So yeah, you're got really him banking on him. Yep, yeah, I, I, think he, I think he will break out. Oh, yeah. Because I, I think the, the team, the Blue Jays are very scrappy. You know, they're going to they're gonna grind out runs. They're going to hit the home run. They're going to, you know, 
situational baseball. Yeah, they're they're young so and athletic that, too, so they're not going to yep. just rely on home runs. They're just going to be a powerhouse offensively. And it seems like they're not afraid of anybody. Not that other teams no. are, but you, you kind of get that vibe where like they, they don't really care who they're playing, playing the Bronx Bombers, the Mighty Yanks, who are the favorites. They're not yeah. afraid to, f- no, to play they these don't guys. Care. Yeah. Which you got to yeah, respect. definitely them. agree. It's just fun. Yeah. Yeah, but on the opposite end of the Yankees, I think they – they will be a little too dependent on the home run. And obviously, you're going to have Judge and Stanton striking out, you know, over like 100 times during the year. <laughs> if, so. the, if they even play the full yeah, season, if they can which stay healthy. I will, yeah. I, that's not happening. I guarantee no. you, neither of those guys will play a full season. No. Yeah, it, it could happen, but history suggests that it's not no. going to. So I'm going to go with history. <laughs> I still think their best hitter, well, I, and I think a lot of people does, will say DJ LeMayu is. Um, I would say him, Torres, and Frazier are their best guys because just because you cannot rely. Because what's also valuable in any sport is availability, and Judge and Stan are not that available. And even when they are, they look sometimes yeah they're great and they they hit ridiculous monster home runs and they can go on tears. But then other times yeah. they look like children. Swinging at garbage at the plate, and as a Yankee hater, it is that is pure gold for me. It's it. I love because yeah. everybody loves Aaron Judge and loves Giancarlo Stanton. They're big fan favorites. I get it. Obviously, be easy marketable guys, but I, as a Yankee hater, I can't stand a constant. Oh, rise! Like just shut up. <laughs> um, I'm getting a little salty here, but come on. I'm a Jays fan growing up in New York area. I got to deal with a yeah. lot of. A lot of crap. (laughs) I don't blame you. (laughs) But uh, it's fun with seeing the giant mammoth human swinging at a pitch not even close in the zone and he's striking out. I'm like, this is is why I watch. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I'm going – for now, I'm going to Yanks, Jays, Rays, Sox, O's. That's my order. Yeah, I I would agree with that, except – uh, I'll put the Blue Jays on top of over the Yankees. Yeah, but, I, yeah I the love rest, that uh, pick. Yeah. <laughs> Rays, yeah, Rays, Red Sox, Orioles, the rest of the way. Because, I mean, the, the Reds, the, I think the Red Sox could be a sneaky team this Same. year. Because, you know, not a lot of expectations there. They could kind of make some noise. Get but, some health back. Yeah. Yeah, but... I don't think they have the same talent as no, you know, the Blue Jays and the Yankees. No, they got rid of. I still am baffled at the Benintendi trade. I know he had a rough year last year, but last year is kind of a weird year. You can't really just base everything on that. Not that they did that, but kind of get what I mean. Like he's a young, he was a top prospect. He was the number one overall yeah. prospect that year. He came out and he was great, and he won them, helped win them a World Series. That outfield that they had all gone. Yeah. Those crazy guys, Benintendi, Mookie, and JBJ, all gone. And I'm like, I, I don't understand it because they have, even in the Mookie trade, they got that top guy, forget his name, great. So I get it. All right, you got rid of Mookie, which is still beyond baffling to me, but whatever, you got a nice return for it. You have Devers. You have Bogart still. You got Chris Sale. You got a lot of nice young talent there still. But what are you doing unloading? It seemed like they just didn't want to pay anybody, and then they're reloading for whatever, and then trying to gear back up so they can compete with the rest of the division. Yeah, yeah, yeah I definitely agree. I think I think it was it had to do with money, because we saw with bets that they they offered him the contract, he did, he uh, rejected it. They didn't want to pay him more than that, and traded him. So I think yeah, the same thing was going to happen with Ben Attendee. He's going to want a lot of money, and I think they just said let's just get rid of him now. And get what we can. So, yep. and and they have a decent prospect pool, and they have a lot of good young talent. They're a they're a good franchise, so they know how to reload. It's not like they're going to be complete garbage, but it's tough just because the division, the AL East, is one of the best divisions in baseball. I I would say it's number two, and we're going to get into the number one division in a little bit, the other East. Um. But you also can't count out the Rays just because the Rays just – I mean, they were in the World Series last year, so they were one yeah. game away <laughs> from winning yep. a World Series. Uh, I just yeah, don't but, think they have enough talent this year to, to compete, especially with now this revamped Jays 
The Yanks, we know what they are. Uh, the Red Sox, like you said, are going to be sneaky. And I think the O's, I mean, the O's are not going to be good, but I think they're also going to be pretty sneaky because they proved last year in that shortened season they got a little bit of something here with some of these young guys they got. So we'll see how it goes in the full season. Yep. But you got a lot of just – there's no easy out in the in the AL East. No, no, definitely not. So we will yeah, see, and I think that's be, why I think picking the Jays is not a bad idea because I think the division will beat up on each other, and that I think goes in the favor of the Blue Jays when it comes to help winning them the division because maybe the Yanks could be beaten up on some teams, but they'll get they'll get a run for their money when they're playing the Sox, the O's, the Rays, and of course the Blue Jays. Yeah, and, and didn't the Blue Jays play? They always play the Yankees tough. They always even do, when no they were rebuilding. Who's on the team? Yeah, I don't know what it is. Them. I love it. I mean, it's great. I mean, I think it's just like you're 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 playing the best. It's like when we talk about in football when the Steelers play or something like we're and they play a bad team. It's like remember everybody's a professional, of course. And when you're playing yeah. a top franchise, you want to bring your A game. You want to prove you can compete with these guys, if not beat them. And that's what happens when you're in the pros. It's everybody's a pro, and you're trying to compete the best your ability, and trying to take down the best because obviously you want to be the best. You got to beat the best. Yep. The old cliche. Yeah, I yeah, definitely agree with that. Yeah, but I'm really excited for this division to, to see how it oh, plays yeah. out because it's gonna be it's gonna be a dogfight till the end. Oh yeah, which is. You couldn't ask for anything more as a baseball fan and as the MLB in general. Uh, you're gonna love to see it, and I just it's gonna be a real exciting season, and I'm I'm ready. Just I'm just happy baseball's yep. back. I love having it on, love it in the background, love talking about it. Just everything baseball, because it means weather's getting warmer eventually, <laughs> and it's just it's good vibes. Baseball brings good vibes. Yep. No doubt. So let's uh, let's head on to the National League, and uh, let's. Let's talk about your uh, National League East. Give me your uh, preview here, your uh, prediction. Uh, it's, it's definitely the best division in baseball, top to bottom. I, um, I would say I would still give the edge to the Braves to win the division because you know, they brought back most the same team from last year, which is which is really good. Um, they have a great pitching staff, great offense, so I think I would give them the edge. To win a division, then I, I would pick the Mets as the wild card team. Yeah, I think I'd, I'd have to agree with that um, as well. I think just the Braves are—they're pretty much bringing back the same team. They won division last year. I think they're just a little bit better than the rest of that division, but not by that much now. Um, and it's going to help that the whole division is really good. That, like I said about the ALEs, they're going to beat each other up. Yep. So that could bode well for the Mets or the other teams that are, might not quite be there on paper. But baseball is a weird game, as we know, and anything can happen. So we'll see. But I definitely, for now, going into the season, excuse me, I would pick Braves 1, Mets 2. And you can argue here. Because I think if the Marlins will kind of return from what they did last year and make the playoffs, if they're that type of team again, I would argue that maybe the Phillies are the worst team in the division solely on their horrendous pitching staff, mainly their god-awful bullpen, which I don't think they did anything really to address that this past offseason. Maybe they added one or two guys, but it was so bad last year that even if they added one really good guy, that's not going to make a difference. Especially in that division, that is just the Mets got like exponentially better with – the Lindor trade, uh, which also brought them Carlos Correa. Like, the, the Mets' starting rotation alone was already ridiculous. Now it got even better. They just added a superstar, awesome, face of the franchise, young shortstop to go with Pete Alonso, Michael Conforto, uh, you, you, Jeff McNeil. Like, yeah, you yeah, name yeah. it now. It's, it's great. Good for the Mets. Good for New York. And good for baseball that the Mets are an awesome, exciting team, and I, I can't wait for them to. That's why I was really pissed when the game got postponed. I was like, oh, I want to see these guys going. And did they bring back yep. the black unis? 
They yep, they announced it um I think the day before they signed Lindor. Cohen's a man of the people. I love it. Yep. Yeah, but I think they're going to wear them uh, Friday home games all right, so, throughout right, the awesome. year this year. So, yeah, pretty cool I can't cool wait for Stroman to start one of those games. I know he was the big uh, black jersey yep. advocate. So, yeah, I him and Alonzo. Those are solid unis there. Yep. Yeah, definitely brings back the nostalgia of, you know, Mike Piazza, Warlow, oh, David yeah. Wright, Jose Reyes, all, all the great. All those guys. Yeah, all the great Met teams of the last uh, 20 years wore the black jerseys. So, Could be yeah, I'm great. excited to see them back. Yeah. But, uh, Going back to the team, you know, a lot of a lot of great weapons. Obviously, Lindor, um, you know, a, a big upgrade at shortstop compared to what we had in the past in the past years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Who who's rounding out that outfield? It's obviously Conforto. Is he what? Did he play center? He's in right. He's Conforto's in right. right. Okay. Um, Nimmo's going to platoon with uh, Pilar and. Oh, I forgot Pilar. This is a solid depth signing there. Good hustle yeah. guy and just a good solid fielder and decent hitter. And then they also got uh, Albert Almora from the Cubs. Oh yeah, yeah. he's, he's, he, uh, he's kind of he's not great offense. He's kind of like the poor man's JBJ. Not really yeah, that great yeah. at the bat, but he's a really really good fielder. Yeah, I think that the yeah. Mets have a solid. You can really are. I mean, if the Braves weren't so damn good, top to bottom too. I would almost pick the Mets to win the division solely on their pitching staff. That rotation is nuts. Especially yeah. when Syndergaard comes back, you got DeGrom, best pitcher in baseball. Then you got, like I said, Syndergaard, one of the best guys when he's healthy. Stroman, an underrated guy when he's healthy. He's one of the best, I would argue. Carrasco, solid Solid starter there too. Uh, who else you guys got? I, I, I'm missing. David Peterson, Peter, who yep. was solid last year. Um, I think he had like a like a two point five three ERA yeah. last year. So it's you know. like like what like all these guys can almost be a number one, two, and some of them are th- are like just a really good three guy. Like they they don't have yeah. like a four or five starter. They just have like. They have like two to maybe three <laughs> number ones, and then like three number twos, yeah, and like <laughs> one or two threes. So I'm like, that is a luxury to have, man. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah but then we we also got Joey Lucchesi and uh, Jordan Yamamoto, who I think they sent him down to AAA. But I know they're good. I'm depth, sure you'll see piece. him up at some point, whether somebody yep. gets injured or he's just good, like really good, and then just bring him up. Yeah. So uh, yeah, this will be this is gonna be an awesome year. Do you, is there a Subway Series this year? I really hope so. Uh, there I has to be. There is, and it's. I think it's the weekend of nine eleven because it's oh, the twentieth anniversary. That's awesome. Wow, it's gonna yeah, be like it's gonna emotional. be at City Field this year. Holy, man. I really hope they're. I mean, they should be both playing for a playoff spot. I hope the Yanks are playing for a wild card at that point. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> But that'll be really – if both the Mets and Yanks are fighting for uh, playoff spots and they're playing each other during that weekend, whew, money. All I, if I'm the MLB, I'm seeing dollar signs. And if I'm a baseball fan, I'm just like, this is the greatest thing ever. Like, well, oh, my God, how can you not want to watch that, well, whoever you are a fan of. When the Subway yep. Series are going and it's both teams are really good and they're playing for, fighting for playoff spots – that is, that's what yep. we live for as baseball yep. fans. Definitely, it's going to be great. And then also, they're also playing the weekend of July Fourth at Yankee Stadium. Wow! So they, so yeah, another, <laughs> another big. So scare. the MLB was like, "We're doing this." Once they, once the Mets got a new ownership, got Lindor, it was like, ah, they're playing each other. Not only they're playing each other, we're doing it on special days. Yep. Ah, oh, yeah, wow! Now I got even. I didn't know this. This is even more exciting. I can't wait. Oh man. Probably was one of the most exciting times for baseball fans. I, I'm not gonna lie. At least for me, I I am beyond excited for this year because of my team and just like all across. I think it's just gonna be a really good, fun year. You got a lot of storylines. A lot of teams got a lot better, and some new teams are in the mix now. It's gonna be great. Yeah, I agree. Especially what happened last year. You know, with the pandemic and the 60 games. I think now this year it's going to be full, full blast, fun. You got it full on. Amazing. Fans are gonna, allowed back. Yep. 
Yeah, I so am watching the Jays Yanks game yesterday. I mean, well, there was only like nine thousand fans in that big Yankee stadium, but yeah. you can tell people were just deprived of just live sports and baseball, and they're Yankees because I'm watching that game. And we know Yankee Stadium is a is a otherworldly place, especially when the Yanks are good and it's. Obviously, once it's playoff time, it's like another world, and that atmosphere is nuts. But I'm watching that game on TV yesterday. There's only 9,000 fans, and it was like the second or third inning. There's two outs, two strikes. Jays are up. Everybody's standing, and it's loud. It's getting louder. It's clapping. You know that feeling where it's the payoff pitch, and yeah. and the crowd's all standing, gets nuts. I was like, this is awesome. I'm like, this is it's good to see this back, and and we needed this as a yes. as a society. I feel like. Oh yeah, I, I definitely agree. Yeah, oh, very exciting to have fans back, and I I, I can't wait for it to be full stadiums again because that oh. that's just nuts when yeah. when when the team is winning a bottom of the ninth, everybody's standing up, the stadium's rocking. There's nothing, that, that's nothing the best, like the it. The best feeling in sports, right Absolutely. there. Absolutely, and I feel like, and it's baseball, especially as, for us Americans. It's it's a, it's the one constant. It's always been there for us during the good, bad, and ugly, and it's and especially during the bad and the ugly, you almost turn to it. You're like, what What do we do? What do, what do we do? We need to come together, and you turn on that game. That is that is like the metaphor for life, honestly. And yep. it's and it's a game of hope. I, I, I really firmly believe that because think about it. Say you, you play game one and you lose of game 162. Who cares? You get to go up again next tomorrow, the next day, the very next day, and you get four at bats a game, give or take. You strike out one of them, you you get another chance to go back out there. It's a game of hope. There's always another shot. You always have another shot. Yep. And that's uh, uh, yeah. that's why I love it so it's much. Great. It's my it's the best game in the world. Oh, yeah, that was a great metaphor. <laughs> yeah, I, I was proud of that yeah, one. <laughs> I, I didn't think of it like that. <laughs> I, I, I think yeah. I saw someone mention something similar like that, and I was like, oh, my God. And I had, like, a revelation. I, had like, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. And it's just, like, in the game, it's just, like, this weird, like, no, it has so many nuances that is exclusive and unique to itself um, that no other game or sport or whatever has. And even in other sports, you're watching, and you use baseball analogies all the time. It's like watching football, the big home run play, like the deep go route, and somebody's trying to just throw a deep ball and try to catch him off guard and big 70-yard touchdown. You know, how many times you heard an announcer going like, they're hoping for that home run right there. Or yeah. obviously this three strikes, you're out. That, that metaphor has been used literally in all facets of life. It's just yep. like it is. Baseball is life, <laughs> yep. whether yeah. you like it or not. It's it all, it's it's uncanny on how many metaphors are there to real life situations. And no matter how many times you get out, you're still gonna have another chance to go up there. And you're gonna fail more often than you're not. But hey, if you're batting 300, which is only getting three hits out of ten times up at bat, that's pretty damn good. Yep. Yeah, it could be a whole famer with a 300 average. <laughs> exactly, which is pretty <laughs> – yeah. and that's how crazy this game is, that you can be well less than 50% of getting on base and you're good and you're yep. considered the bat, the pinnacle of your game. Still <laughs> unbelievable. All right, crazy stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah it's, it's ingrained in our society. Yeah, it's – Basically, I mean, we know it's not the most popular game anymore, but it's still, it won't die, man. No. It won't go away. As much as people want to hate on it or dismiss it or it's boring, how come it's still kicking? <laughs> how come it's still here? How come people yeah. are still filling stadiums every yep. single day when, when we can, of course? Um, yeah, but how come yeah, that's but, happening? Because it's baseball, man. People love yeah. it, and you, even if you're not a big casual fan, you go to you love going to baseball game. It's like a hangout. You go, ca- you walk around the field. You get a hot dog. You get whatever. You enjoy the atmosphere. There's everything about it. It's just like this unique. I, I it's hard to explain, but it's. Are you, can you tell I'm excited for baseball? <laughs> nope, I, I can't tell that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> 
No, yeah, yeah, but I feel the same way. I, I'm excited. I, I'm ready to go, and uh, I'm just excited to see what happens. Yeah, I'm ready to suit up myself. I'm gonna put on my cleats and go out there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like a long toss, even I'd probably tear something doing that at this point. But uh, who cares? Ah, uh, well, there you have it, people. We are excited about baseball, and I hope you are too, and I hope our excitement is a little contagious, and I hope it spreads. Go turn on your MLB network or whatever and uh, get going. Baseball, have your fantasy baseball teams going. Let's get it, and uh, let's play some ball here on Join Pain. That will do it for this wonderful edition of Joy and Pain with Chris and Devin. I hope you guys have a good one and we will see you next time. Peace out.